wanna be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'ma feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Now welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. We're back. Back, baby. Woo-woo. Episode number 24. Kobe. Oh, 24. Miss you, man. Another reason, wearing my Lakers jersey, if you guys can see, let me go ahead and get my camera here. This was a gift from a good friend, Kyle Robbins, for our wedding. It says family on the front, number 21 for the year. On the back, it says kings, because it was a wedding gift for us, the kings. And even though Amanda is not a Lakers fan, she got a jersey as well. I sure did. And I think I've made her wear it once. Have you worn yours? I've definitely worn mine. Yes, you wore yours to the Portland night market with the yes, llamas, but I, I don't. So disrespectful. Won't even wear her King family jersey because it's Lakers colors. The disrespect coming I'm, out of this I'm from woman. Phoenix. I'm, I have a hard time with Laker things. I'm sorry. Jeez, you had a hard time with that L that they just took? I don't want to talk shit because the Lakers <laughs> are about to play the Warriors, and it's going to be an interesting series. So It's going to be a nail biter. Welcome. Sure. Episode 24, Trying to Parent Podcast. We are back from Colombia. Colombia. I don't know, like, we can play some Shakira or... J Balvin. J Balvin or uh, Carol G. Yep, they're all from... All people mm. from Medellin. Well, I don't know if Shakira's from Medellin. That's true, I don't know if Shakira's from she's from Colombia. But she is from Colombia. Yeah. So, that's cool. Um, You want to go ahead and... Hit him with the, oh, let's yeah. get the, sh- let's go ahead. Let's get the oh my sh- God. <laughs> Social media. <laughs> if you're still listening <laughs> after that, I apologize. Holy shit. Some of these drops are so much louder than the other ones. It's funny. It's like the fucking commercials on TV. Oh my God. Commercials on TV. They're like, we know that your TV was up to 48 volume because the shows <laughs> that we play are actually very low. So we're going to give you 148 volume when the commercial comes on oh my God, and blow your fucking ears out. So startling. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Our social media, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, trying the number two parent and YouTube. If you want to watch these lovely films. <coughs> These Our, lovely films. That's lovely what we're films. making. <laughs> lovely films. We're going to do this. We're going to send this shit into Sundance Film Festival. <laughs> Real quality work here, folks. Sean is very good with the studio and all that. Stuff. It's a lot to do all by myself. It is. And I am no help whatsoever. <laughs> Not even a little bit. So look at his masterpieces on YouTube at Trying Space, the number two space parent. Um, yeah, let's see. I don't really think we're... 
I need to say the Gmail anymore. No, not the Gmail, no. but if you want to, go ahead and give us five stars. Yes, five stars, please. Haven't had any ratings or reviews lately, and I know there's other people that are listening. So if you could, take two seconds if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app. I got it out. <coughs> and go ahead and leave us a quick review. Say something nice about Amanda and how awesome she looks on the, all the videos. Always. <laughs> or, you know. That's a lot. Um, whatever. I put on makeup today, though. Did you? I did. It's because my eyelashes are still short from my extensions. You can't tell when I'm wearing mascara yet. But I am taking the lash serum. It's like almost week four now, so they should be popping in. Very lush. important. You do have thin lashes. I do. But is that from doing stuff to your eyelashes? Is it like your eyebrows where you always do shit to them and then they're like gone <laughs> like most girls where it's like, oh, I was always shaping them and now I'm just shaping these three hairs <laughs> I yeah, have left. basically. <laughs> no, I just yeah. draw them in. Luckily, the lash serum is starting to help though. But yeah, my lash extensions. They pretty good now. Thank you, baby. Yeah. That's a couple weeks in the making of everyday usage nice. of the serum. Not as a uh, streetwalker that you had before. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't streetwalker before. <laughs> Speaking of streetwalkers, it's legal in Colombia. So if you need to find yourself a little something, something. It's like, not necessarily legal. It's not regulated. Yeah. And they don't so, stop them. So if you're going to find a place where you maybe don't want to pay the woman afterwards, that may be a good spot. But also you should definitely pay, though. Watch out, because they probably have pimps. They're not just doing it for fun. I don't know how that situation yeah, works I, there. But yeah, definitely pay them. Yeah, it's I mean, not f- nothing's free. Don't be a dick. No, dude. nothing's free. Or ma'am. <laughs> um, all right, let's go ahead. <laughs> it's like a real left turn there. <laughs> yep. I just met you. This is crazy. This is crazy. Here it comes. 360-450-5008. I think we're going to actually start taking calls on that number. So if you're looking to call into the podcast and talk about some stuff to do with children, parenting, childs, anything. Anything or anything parent, child related. Yeah, don't just call and be like, what's up, you guys? How's your guys' My job's not been going that great. I'm like, bro, stop, stop, stop. Parenting. He's like, well, it's affecting me as a parent. He's like, okay, carry on. Okay, now I'm interested. I'm invested. (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about our trip to Columbia because obviously this was a big deal for us and yep. it was potential landing spot. We were very excited to go to Medellin, Colombia, which is where they consider to be Eternal Spring. Mm-hmm. I went there, some, a little bit of summer. I wouldn't say it was always Eternal Spring. There was definitely some warm days, but flying in was gorgeous. Oh I was gosh. super excited. I'm like, just based off of flying in, I'm like, oh, we're living here. And then some things changed. So I have 10 categories of things that I want to talk about. And I rated them out of 10, each one, for a total rating of something out of 100. And I want to see what yours is. Okay. And then, you know, we can go from there. So So it's out of 10? Yeah. Each thing is out of 10. So what would you give the food rating for in Colombia? I would give it um, an 8. Eight. Okay. I gave it a seven. I would say there was some fantastic food that we have and some of the worst fucking food I've ever had as well. I think there's a lot of options as far 
so there's a lot of options outside of Colombian food. Mm-hmm. Colombian Definitely. food itself is high on the fried. So pretty basic as pre- far as like flavor. Yeah. So it was more so the city of Medellin being a foodie city, not necessarily the food from Colombia mm-hmm. and being affordable in the food options in itself. So I give it a seven. You give it an eight. Okay. Next up. This is kind of a cluster of things. Traveling, transportation, traffic. So just getting around, meeting how easy it is. It's very easy to get around. Um, they have a really good metro system. They have a lot of buses. Um, they have like a light rail, like a tram. They have mm-hmm. cable cars. Uber is very readily available super affordable i mean i'm talking not even it doesn't even make sense i'm like are we screwing you over yeah you just drove us 20 minutes for two dollars yeah it's like (laughs) like i swear to god i can post not even joking yeah we we have 30 minute (laughs) trips that were like well that was five bucks you're like okay yeah it's crazy cool man so all that was fantastic the traffic itself terrible so what would you give it out of 10 Seven. Seven? I gave it a five. The traffic was that bad. Yeah, the traffic was The traffic bad. is insane. We came out here to Playa and we were like, oh, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> you, you get used to it a little bit, but you're like, wow, there's like not a ton of rules out here. Yeah, I thought driving in Mexico was crazy. Holy shit. It is I wild would not, out there. I would never drive It in is Columbia. wild. And there seems not. to be more rules, but it's just more hectic. Yeah. Definitely like, crazy. Yeah. I mean, but there's like... It's a more developed street system for sure. I mean, it's not like Playa del Carmen where there's like, you know, no street lights or stop signs and people just know the rules. Yeah, which direction do the people stop and yield to the other people? We don't know. You just kind of figure it out as you go. Out there, it's all very... It's like a normal, sophisticated city, street lights, everything. They have actually really good roads. Yeah, no Um, issues with the road quality. Yeah. But good Lord, everybody drives stick shift mm-hmm. out there, which is not good for me. I ended up sitting in the front of cars after a while because in the back, it's even if they weren't like bad drivers, the way that people drive stick shift is like gas, brake, gas, brake, like yeah, to constantly prevent their car from, you know, stalling or whatever. Uh, so. And it got me very nauseous yeah. multiple times. Yeah. So even I got nauseous in the back and I don't get car sick. I gave it a five. You gave it a seven so you were at 15 I'll, I'll probably give it a six well the ability to get around though that's why i'm like this topic is difficult yeah the ability to get it around is fan- yeah i'll stick with my okay kid. so seven so you're at 15 things to do how'd you feel about things to do there in medellin in medellin um Mm, I'll give it a five, six. I gave it a six and a half. I feel like there's probably more things to do. There were some cool things to go and see, like we saw the um, neighborhood 13, community community 13, went to the castle. I know there's like... There's lots of museums. Yeah, museums. So there's probably some decent stuff to do. It just didn't feel like there was that much stuff to do. If you really liked going to like clubs, party scenes, like if you wanted to say be out in like Phuket, Thailand, yeah. there was a street for that where there were just clubs, it was clubs, called, clubs. Yeah. 
Carrera 70. They call it a 70. It's basically... And it was right around the corner from where we were staying. Yeah, I literally was not, <laughs> 15 feet away. Um, not a fan of that stuff. No. I don't know if that's my age showing or the fact that I used to work in bars and had to deal with that all the time, which back when I was younger, it was cool. But I'm not looking to fuck chicks anymore. And I'm not looking to have a bunch of drinks. Like, even if it's not the area that you want to go have drinks at. Like, no, because we tried to have a drink music. and you couldn't even have a drink anywhere. Like, that, even on the street, I couldn't even hear what you were saying. Yeah. So no. I would give it a six and a half at best because there are other things to do, like you said, museums and all that stuff. But yeah. besides that, it's tough. Uh, what did you give it? A six. A six? Okay, so 15, you're at 21. Beauty of just what we saw. Ooh. I will give it a seven. Okay. You're going to have to start doing your own count. I gave it a 10 minus what's happening right in the city. If you go on the outskirts of the city or if you go where it's not super <clears throat> congested, even the parts where we were originally walked, when we yeah. first walked and went to get sushi, yeah, I was like, was oh my God, this is so beautiful. Gorgeous. This yeah. is exactly what I imagined in my head when visiting Medellin. Mm -hmm. um, but the actual like inner city portion of it was not good uh, as far as, there was a lot of green and stuff, but yeah, there's a lot of green, but it's just, it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It just wasn't necessarily like that clean. You had super gorgeous areas, which obviously were more upscale and very well kept. But as far as like just kind of walking around, it's like, yeah, it's just like a normal, I mean, I just felt like a normal Latin America city. And I'm sorry if that sounds terrible. I mean, it wasn't really anything... Because yeah, we did the walking tour and none of that was that special. But again, yeah. I'm thinking, I guess I overstated with 10. I would say the outskirts of managing where you start to get outside of the city yeah. and, and into the countryside and more so of that green. stuff. It's so green. It's so green. Every beautiful. type of tree possible. And yeah, it had there. pine trees and palm, palm trees, trees and, and other crazy all like sorts of things yeah the elevation there you got the super high elevation along with the rainforest type like it's it rains every day like for a little bit so it's just so green and lush um but as far as like the what the buildings themselves looked like there wasn't any crazy architecture yeah, there wasn't a, anything an visually city. appealing for me yeah it's not an old city so they don't have like that old colonial right. style architecture and even their new even their buildings that they have now were not like new cool looking buildings yeah Every, they were just kind of meh. but again as far as beauty outside yeah the hills the, and the everything they do yeah super beautiful even looking down on the city because when we went to Camino 13 mm -hmm. and we had the over yeah. view that was gorgeous I mean seeing all of that stuff from the outside looking in awesome being in it you're like oh not so much yeah it wasn't all right what about the people the people I would give the people, I'll give the people an eight. An eight? I gave the people a six and a half. I really liked some of the people that we met as far as interactions with the people, like the people that were staying at our hotel or mm -hmm. helped us at the hotel. 
um, our tour guide. But holy shit, if you've ever been in a place where these people <laughs> constantly nag you about buying things, just like, yeah, it's um, that, so the never people, ending. Yeah, so people from the U.S., like, you know, if you go to the beaches of Cancun or you go to basically the beaches of any popular destination. Yeah, the people are like, you stuff on the beach. yeah, There's selling hats, you panhandling, cigars, asking yeah. for money. Like they're so aggressive. They're actually, yeah, I'm going to bump it down to a seven because that like, it killed my mood. I was so upset. So killed your mood. And you couldn't walk down that street with the clubs. Yeah. I mean, at all, you probably have to walk in the middle of the fucking street. Yeah. They're just constantly like so aggressive and it was a lot it was it was overwhelming it was much less on the outskirts again when we went on like some tours and stuff yeah um but and even the neighborhoods with the sushi there wasn't really there was a couple that were trying to sell gum but it wasn't like aggressive yeah gum but that's a much nicer area but yeah that was it was a lot it made me not but the people were very patient with us not speaking the language yeah because basically everybody there spoke yeah which is understandable because we're in fucking colombia but a lot of them would be like we would say like uh you know mi español es muy poco and then they would just be like like, oh my english is not very good yeah they say my english is bad too you're like okay same same (laughs) we'll be patient with each other (laughs) uh so i give the people a six and a half like i said what about cost? Cost? I give it a ten. Give it a ten <laughs> on cost. I give it a seven on cost. Um, I think that there were some extremely affordable things there, and I think if you decided to start living there, you would find some things that could potentially be more affordable. Rent is not super affordable there. It's not. We were all. I also have only really been looking in the two expensive areas. Yeah, the two nice areas, which. One of them, we realized we also wouldn't want to live in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a seven. I mean, again, the transportation, getting around, some of the cheapest we've ever seen outside of Asia. Um, mm. Food, I would say, was pretty affordable. Going out to eat is very affordable. Yeah, pretty right? affordable. Uh, the grocery stores, we popped in there, looked at some stuff. They seemed pretty even to what we were paying here. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's affordable. You know, I'd probably give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten for the cost. Pollution. Zero. Zero. Worst pollution I've ever been in. Yeah, and I remember reading something that said, like, oh, it has bad pollution. And I was like, okay, I've never been affected by that. Dude, it It was was terrible. It was not good. Like, you get there, and we were driving from the the airport to our hotel, and we were in the cab with the guy, and... Our windows didn't roll down. I'm like, hey, man, can I roll down my window? And he's like, no, the air is, you know, really bad. Yeah, bad quality like, air right I'm now. getting bad quality air in here with you fucking jerking us around. Yeah, I was like, are you going to be stuff. sick? Like, I'm going to be <laughs> sick. Um, but boy, oh, boy, I don't think they regulate any of that stuff because. Well, it's also the way that the city is posi- positioned in a valley. So the rain comes and the wind blows and clears it out. But other than that, it sits right there. So yeah, so that smog and stuff just yeah. sits in there. It's just an unfortunate Just a constant location. semi-headache the entire time, Yeah, basically. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. A real downer on, you know. That would have made the place a bit better if it was clean, fresh air. Because once we got outside of the city and we went and did our tour that we did on the last day, mm-hmm. like we're like, 
oh my gosh, fresh air, yeah, and this I'm is like, great. Oh, you take it for granted. But in the city, it, it was tough. Yeah. Um, I don't know how those people live with it, but yeah, mm-hmm. it sucks. Don't know any better. Yep. Overall vibe. Um, I'm going to give it a two. A two for the overall vibe. I gave the overall vibe a seven. Because I thought it was a pretty cool place. Again, maybe not so much within the exact city, or lo- lo- that location, but some of the other places that we went to that were maybe even the first place well, in the, I city, guess, the neighborhood. Yeah, I guess my question is, if, are we rating Medellin specifically or Colombia in general? You know, that's hard to say because we'll go to some other places in Colombia and get different feels so yeah so we'll say Medellin so out of that then I would probably say a five okay um because the town was pretty cool yeah but I I don't know I'm just I think I was just disappointed yeah not exactly what we were expecting Um, I wanted to love it so much yeah for sure we definitely wanted to love it now I want to love Cartagena yep because that's kind of realized when we went there like hey if you don't have for things to do like we have the beach here yeah and the beach is a big factor of things to do like what do you want to do just want to go to the fucking beach yeah chill on the beach or go to to snow days or yeah whatever but there there's not much like chill vibe so as far as like hey what do you want to do oh i just want to lay around in a uh, park or i don't know like can't really do that no i mean you could but it doesn't have the same appeal to it so with Cartagena, which is at the top of Colombia on the on the ocean, much more old style. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna take a peek up there because we heard good things about that, and it's got a nice beach. Looks very beautiful. Yeah, pretty similar to this. So we'll see how that goes. What would you say? There's two more here. Street art. Street art. I'd give it a ten. I gave it a ten as well. Incredible Fanta- street art. Yeah, there. all Everywhere. over. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So a lot cool. of awesome artists there. And then last but not least, family friendly. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a three. A three? I gave it a four. Um, I will say it's, it seemed to be, um, even though the, the sidewalks were like broken concrete, a lot of them though, they did have the, like their ADA. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had so a lot of the blind. Yeah, the, like the, the bumps and yeah, the, bumps. the grooves and stuff for the blind people to be able to follow. Yeah. So I didn't see a whole lot of blind people there, but I did I see. I did see the one. Yeah, the one guy. Um, but that was outside. That, that was, was in Communa. Yeah, no. What? Yeah, there was in Communa. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Which what was like one of the last there. places to be yeah. blind at. <laughs> um, uh, but as far as, yeah, family friendly, I don't know. I didn't really see enough children. The, the there was very few children. We couldn't we even at. walk crazy. side by side to hold hands. I couldn't imagine trying to walk with a child out and about. Yeah, definitely so. had to be difficult. But yeah. So overall, I gave it a 54 out of 100 as far as potential places to live, which I would consider to be pretty low on our list. Yeah. Um, I would definitely choose to live here in Playa before we lived in Medellin. Yeah, definitely. But uh got high hopes for other places and that was just a first step we've got many other places we want to check out ecuador peru northern colombia 
And that's why we're doing that so soon after moving here, because we want we want to make sure the next place that we go is also a good decision. So we know yeah. it's going to take time to make those decisions. We have to go there more than once before making that decision if we want to really narrow it down. So, this But you is, know where we won't be going again is Medellin. Yeah. Because I think once is enough for me, honestly. Yeah, it's one of those places. That's kind of how I felt. I, mean, I maybe didn't get the full experience where I went, but with Bangkok, I was like, oh, not exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. I saw Hangover. Where is it at? No, <laughs> but not exactly what I expected from Bangkok. So I was like, oh, I could do without this again. Okay, yeah. Um, felt the same way with Medellin, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but now we know. Yeah, just it was cool to go. It was a list. it was a great trip. Yeah, we had an awesome time. You know? Just not a family place. Yeah, and I don't want our kid to grow up with a constant headache. Yeah, <laughs> I would be have a constant headache and make me a bad oh. mom. I do want to say this, though. To get into Medellin, there's a tunnel you go through that takes, and I'm not exaggerating (laughs) because I timed it with my phone, it takes 10 minutes to go through this tunnel. Yes. So if you were driving at 45 miles an hour, you could go, it would basically be seven and a half miles. Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, I think we're basically driving at 45 miles an hour. Can you imagine how far, just driving, if you just got on the road and drove without being stopped for seven and a half miles. That's how, That's how long this tunnel was. There was times cause it was dark when we were heading back to our hotel, um, to leave the mm-hmm. country when I thought we were coming out of it, but I was fucking like delusional by the <laughs> ceiling and the way it looked. And I'm like, Oh, are we coming out? No, no. Literally took 10 minutes almost yeah. to the dot. Yeah. It was literally, he showed me, it was like nine minutes and 58 seconds or something. Like, wow. Like that. It just blew my mind how. I've never been in a tunnel for that long. How crazy it must have been. 10 minutes is a long time. Like we've been doing this podcast for 25 minutes. 10 minutes. Half of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was wild. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, or not cool. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Depending on how you look. Imagine at going it. through that if you were high. Oh my God. You'd like, like, you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. I will die in here. <laughs> I'm going to die in here. 10 minutes. <laughs> That would have blew my fucking mind. Like, did we just drive into like Am a wormhole yeah. or something? Like, how are we still in this tunnel? Allison wonder. And that would be at like two or three minutes. You'd be like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm losing my mind. Oh man. That's um, true. Our flight back was dog shit. Unfortunately. Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. So And we left in the morning, so I didn't even drink beforehand because I was like, I ah, we drink a lot on this trip. Yeah. It was I definitely like I we got the have. last row. <laughs> it was terrible. The last row on the plane. And the last row came with what? No fucking window. No window. So that wouldn't have been a huge deal. I'm like, okay, no window. Like, not a huge deal. But we go to land in Cancun and there's some heavy winds. So as the plane starts to come down, when you have no window, you have no... I don't know when. I don't know when to brace. I'm already terrified. The plane's going all over the yeah, place. Yeah, you have no perception of like... When's landing, like... What direction you're in? Are yeah. we tilting to the side? Are we like... It, I kept thinking we were tilted and I was like freaking out and grabbing Sean. And like, so we go to land. The wheels touch down. Too windy. So we take back off. And then we fly around for like another 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, and they just said like, oh something about it's not safe to land. The pilot will try again when it's more safe. And then they said something else, and, but they didn't translate that one. So I have no idea what the fuck's going on. The girl next to me, even, it was funny because but she wasn't even wearing her seatbelt. No. She's just, she was like 5'2". She's ready to die. Yeah. It's cool. But mm-hmm. when we landed, she did the cross <laughs> kiss. See, that's the thing. I wasn't concerned about dying. I'm like... 
oh, I'm feeling sick because I can't see. And then we're flying around and I had to pee. I thought like we were going to die. Not worried about the whole dying thing, especially because we don't have kids yet. So no. wouldn't have anybody like, okay. Parents. Especially if we die together. Yeah, so that romantic. made me think about that. Like, oh, you're the only beneficiary on my stuff, but I should probably name a contingent one because yeah. we'll probably die together. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all the stuff that we do together, uh, there's a good chance. Oh, man. Anyways. At least our accidentals will pay out more yeah, because well, we died on a... Aircraft, a commercial yeah, aircraft. A commercial vehicle. But they wouldn't go to anyone because you're the only one that's... True. Um... <laughs> We watched the NFL draft, which was awesome. Can't wait for the NFL to start back up. Going to be a very exciting season. Really looking forward to it. Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets now, which is crazy. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, but I really like Greeny from Get Up. Mm -hmm. And he's a diehard Jets fan, so makes me like the Jets a little bit more. But now that Aaron Rodgers plays for him, I feel torn. Anyways, I think it's time for highs and lows. Highs and lows. I'm Jerick and I can sing I don't even know what he says in the beginning of that. I I'm Derek. Oh, I'm Derek. Okay. <laughs> <Because I'm, laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm Derek. <laughs> Hi, Derek. <laughs> um Let's see. Okay, so my highs. Columbia was awesome. We had mm-hmm. a really great time. Um, it was good to f- check something off our list that, yeah. one, another country we hadn't been to. Yeah. Two, a place that we know is not going to be a place that we're going to live now. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Yeah. Um, our good friend Aaron locked in his first promotion Woo-hoo. at work. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, that's going to be good. It's going to be good. Love those. And Ray, our other good friend, locked in her second promotion. Oh, no way. 90% for Ray. Oh, my so, gosh. Doing good, folks. We're doing good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my low would be That's kind of sad that Medellin ended up not being our next landing spot because we were so excited for what it had to offer. Mm-hmm. But we do have some high hopes for other places. I'm really looking forward to checking out some other awesome spots. And now that I've kind of realized I would like to be close to a beach, because that's one of those things where it's like, hey, what do we do? That's always a great backup plan. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What about you? Um, my high was definitely, you know, the, the same, going to check it out. Um, kind of narrowing down more what we like, what we don't like. Kind of makes me appreciate playa a little bit more but also very excited to go check out other cities in colombia and also other places um i would say that my low is that i ordered some swimsuits on shein that got delivered yesterday and Mm -hmm. they don't fit and they're non-refundable yeah those were weird (sighs) i mean they're kind of mismatched where the top on one fits and the bottom on the other one fits but the bottoms are tight on both of them. I got larges, and the large bottoms are still too small. One of them's semi-manageable, 
one top fits, the other one's just way too big. So that makes you sound fat. You're like I got large. I, I know that makes me feel fat. <laughs> I don't think what? anything's changed. I think you just maybe got Asian size or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Shein. So true. Um, but another high. I'm uh, the lady that the family that watched Nina. They were super yes. cool. They sent a whole bunch of pictures. They said Nina wasn't even sad, which I'm um, like she always gets anxiety when we leave. So either, yeah. But she had a kid to. Play yeah, that with kid her. was loving her. Yeah, so. so she probably had a pretty good time. Good distraction. And she knew we lift all of our stuff here, so yeah, she's probably like, ah, eh, I'm used to it now. These fucking people always traveling, going <laughs> places. Yeah, so that that was good that we found someone that uh, I felt comfortable. Yeah, because we'll probably have to have her watch Nina again in July when we go to my grandma's funeral and in Vegas, in August. and then in August when we go to Denver for work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good that they. Took great care of her, sent lots of pictures. She yep. looks very happy. Yes, she did. Low? Yeah, the swimsuits. Oh, the swimsuits, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Now bop, bop. it is time to ask the listeners. Ask the listeners. So ask the listeners. We Yeah, we need to make a drop for that. <laughs> if you would like to make a drop for that and send it in to me, I would greatly appreciate it. So anybody send me a funny voice message and I can use it for ask the listeners. Now, question is, if you had to raise your kids in another country, what country would it be? Mm. Got a flurry of answers here. We have anywhere but America (laughs) or Antarctica. (laughs) We got France or Canada. Okay, nice. Let's see what else. I can can dig France. Haven't been to Canada, which, Mm. you know, is weird being... So close. Yeah. Basically next door to it for a long time where we lived in Washington. But the borders were closed for basically a little time. So they that were. wasn't Very our true. fault. Very true. We've got Denmark or Sweden, Ooh. somewhere like that. Nice. If you got some money. Cat uh, says Finland. Apparently Finland. Finland's getting around to people as Dude, one of the best places to live. I loved Finland. I, le- I loved Helsinki. I'll say that. Cat lives in Buffalo, New York, so she's good for the weather. Yep, good for the cold. She's already good to go. I think that would be a great spot to live. We've (sighs) talked about how much we love Finland and how much better they are than us. (laughs) So uh, this person says, I don't know a lot of cultures or other places. New Zealand is definitely an interest of mine and also Norway. Nice. Both places that are pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Yep. New Zealand's got to be a great spot to live, but it's very difficult to get to because it's just yeah we were talking to the one of the girls from the tour she's from new zealand and she said she lived in new zealand i don't think she was from oh yeah she's from england or uk that's right she was uh in new zealand she said it it was kind of hard not necessarily hard but there wasn't like that much like good food and just a lot of stuff because it's It's small population isolated from everything else that's very hard to get things there yeah which totally makes sense uh, this person said Ireland. Nice. Hope you don't like the sun that much. Yeah, I'm like, that seems very gloomy. Hope you like potatoes a lot because I eat a lot of potatoes there. Uh, this guy said, I don't know about another country, but I wish I had the opportunity to raise my kid in Puerto Rico or Hawaii. Puerto Rico is another country, even though it's part of the U.S. Yeah. Puerto Rican people are probably like, fuck the U.S. You guys don't help us for shit. <laughs> and Hawaii is definitely another country. We just claim that one as well. <laughs> so... 
<laughs> be super sick to raise people in Hawaii. I yeah. wanted to go to college in Hawaii. I was looking at some places over there. Uh, Brittany but went to college in Hawaii. Really? My other friend from high school lived, she lives there. She's lived there for like 10 years. Loves yeah. it. If you got, again, money. money, it's a tough place to live yeah. because everything's so expensive because you're way the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. And last one, this person said Portugal. Hey. Yes. Oh, that's going to be good. We, that is going to be good. That's our end game. She said Portugal because uh, she said we are making plans. The U.S. is shit and is going downhill so incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more with you. I also um, love Portugal, so... Portugal is fantastic, great for families, very affordable. Yep. And you got a beach. And you got a beach. Woo! And great weather. Yep. It rains, gets a little cold, good stuff there. Like it actually gives you a little bit of a season season feel to it. But yeah, super nice people. And they speak Spanish. Yep. Not Portuguese. They speak Portuguese in Portugal. Do they? Yeah, we were saying obrigada. That's Portuguese. I guess, but they also speak Spanish. Well, Spanish is, uh, in Portuguese, are fairly... Port- yeah, but well, Portuguese is harder. Yes, that it is. <laughs> For sure. So, <laughs> what about us? We know Spain... Spain, Portugal, Portugal is the end goal, whether or not that shifts in the future, but that's kind of what I have envisioned in my head. Let's see, if... Maybe Poland. I don't know. Poland was awesome. Finland is a tough choice because it's just it's like, so cold. It's very cold. But I wonder what it's like in the summers. Yeah. Like when the weather's nice because mm-hmm. it's such a great place. I wonder if that would be something. You'd be like, yeah, I live in Buffalo, New York. You're like, oh, that sounds like shit all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, they really take care of you in Buffalo, New York. I don't think they do. But in Finland, I imagine the, li- the quality of living, everything is so good yes. that dealing with those winters and everything and we were there at the worst time of the year and it was bad but you know i think yeah but it didn't it did not stop people from going out but no, they I were didn't. just bundled up walking around granted it was christmas time but and yeah to be in a place that i mean they celebrated that for like six weeks or something like that uh christmas well. markets went on for the Christ- well, the Christmas market in Finland opened up after we left, but it was there when we came back. Yeah. But that was also way before Christmas. <laughs> that was also COVID time, so it probably didn't... Yeah. It probably wasn't as much as it normally is yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, there's a bunch of places that I think we live in. I'm looking forward to seeing some of these other places in South America because I uh, am really interested in checking those out. Yeah, and seeing what else is out there. Alrighty, well, it is time for, I've been on this overseas parenting. Um, it's time for that super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. I've been stuck on U.S. stuff because just <laughs> went on this kick of like what people used to do in the U.S. Okay. So I've got an interesting one here. Uh, the prevailing social trend in parenting in the 1960s was based on the open understanding style of baby guru, Dr. Benjamin Spock. But there was a popular counter stream too, as exemplified in the authoritarian parenting advocate by pediatrician Walter W. Sackett. In his 1962 book, Bringing Up Baby, Sackett advises parents not to feed hungry, crying babies 
and not to let babies believe that they are entitled to all the love that expenses um, love at the expense of the deeper love that exists between his parents before said child was born. Interesting. But the weirdest thing is his view on food. Sackett encourages parents to get their kids off of breast milk fast by feeding them cereal two days after birth. Hopefully Captain Crunch so it fucks up the roof <laughs> of their mouth. <laughs> by cereal, do they mean oatmeal? Or I like have no idea. <laughs> I hope like oatmeal. Good Lord. It's like, here, eat these crunchy cereal. You have oh no anything. Job probably doesn't even move that great. He said, then moving up to bacon and eggs by three months of age. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you can't even chew bacon. Yeah. By the time your child is six months old, he advised they should be drinking coffee every morning. <laughs> Shut up. Dead, dead ass serious. This guy's name was Walter W. Sackett Jr. Look him up. Oh my gosh. So definitely giving our baby coffee. Oh my God. <laughs> little business suit, a little coffee. Six. It's like the cartoon boss. Yeah. Uh, or baby, ba- baby, boss baby. Boss baby, yeah. Wow, there was only two ways we could have put that. We <laughs> fucking struggled to it. <laughs> baby, baby boss. No, no, bo- uh, boss baby. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Whew, tough. Okay. Oh, gosh, that's insane. Yeah. It's a terrible so, idea. When did you start drinking coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, not until I started at Ibis. <laughs> really? I'm not much of a coffee drinker. I do like... Like some people will just drink black coffee. Yep, that's me. I don't have that bitterness in my soul to drink black coffee. I like things a little bit sweet. That's why I'm good at drinking alcohol, because if I can drink black coffee, coffee, I can drink anything. I can drink dirt. I can drink this. (laughs) It's very true. Maybe that's why I'm not great at drinking alcohol. (laughs) I think we've found a little theme here. Um, I think it's time for little trivia. Here we go. You killed it last week. I got faith in you. I love the 90s. You love the 90s. I do love the 90s. I love the 90s. memories. Boom. Alrighty. First question. If you were a kid in the 90s, you probably begged your parents to buy you a box of which fruit gummy candies that unleashed an explosion of gooey flavor Gushers. when you bit into them? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Man, I loved Gushers growing up. Gushers, fruit by the foot. My parents used to always have that stuff stocked up in the house, <laughs> and I would fuck those up. Man, that stuff this can't be good coloring, for you. Yeah, right? like, just like that gelatin. Be so bad for you, and yet it tastes so good. Oh. Gosh, Gushers. Just a bunch of high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you can make that stuff where it's not like horrible for you. I'm sure there's ways. I'm sure there's ways, but it ain't cheap. And we ain't doing it. Gushers for the win. Question number two. Interested if you're going to know this one. In the early 1990s, the tagline of the UFC was, there are no blank. What word fills in the blank? Oh, the UFC. It's talking about. There are no. The style of like what they're doing. When it first started. Oh. I. There are no rules. Woo! <laughs> High five! Yeah! Good job. Well, I did not think you were going to get that. It was pretty easy. Pretty straightforward. 
fighting early on, no rules. No rules. That's why they used to allow stomping, Kicks dick the grabs, back of the head. wearing shoes, <laughs> <laughs> all the crazy stuff. There Gosh. are no rules. Got a big fight coming up this weekend. Wow. Really excited for yeah. it. Henry Cejudo and Aljamain Sterling. Woo-hoo. Should be good. One of my favorite movies right here from when I was a kid. Next question. What is the name of the last rainforest in the title of the 1992 film, The Magical, uh, The Magical, The Magic of This Forest? Let's try to say, oh my gosh. I, you're losing me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I copied this from the thing and I hate when people have <laughs> stuff and it's not done correctly the magic of this forest the goal of the magic of this forest was to try and save their home from logging and pollution uh i don't know but a rainforest movie yes three for three (laughs) i need to go back and read this thing because it says the magical of this forest try to save their home the magical creatures i would imagine They just missed a word there. <laughs> okay, Fern Gully, you are three for three, my friend. Maybe we have one more. Oh, gosh. Get your it. first hundred. Remember when we used to do this for, uh, what was the other game that we played on House of Sinners uh, that you would have to guess? Uh, is it racist? Oh, yeah, is it racist? <laughs> you make me guess the race. <laughs> You're like, this person bit off their dog's head, and it's just like all this thing. You're like... <laughs> It's in Florida, and uh, what race were they? <laughs> it was racist. It was always it was racist. Weird. All right, last yeah. question. One of the longest-running original Cartoon Network series ran from 1999 to 2009 and featured three boys with the same name. Ed and Eddie. Woo! <laughs> Foot high five. Yeah. yeah good job. That was wow, the longest running? Four. One of the longest running, it oh, says, wow. yeah. 1999 and 2009 on Cartoon Network. Yeah. God, so many good shows on Cartoon Network. I got a lot of them. Uh, some of these were Nickelodeon. A lot of these were Nickelodeon. Hmm. Cartoon Network had some good ones. It started okay. to get weird. Yep, sure did. Yeah. Uh, Ren and Stimpy was on Cartoon Network, yeah. which was super inappropriate. They had a lot of weird shows on there. Yeah, they did. But I fucked with it. All righty. I think it is time for... You to take it away with the parent test article. With the parent test. All right. It was the last episode. Last episode. What are we going to start talking about now at the end of these episodes? I think we're going to have some things to talk about. We have some big things coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure do. Sure Um, do. All right. So this is the finale. So. um, Okay. Well, (laughs) you just uh, let me have it right now. I want to. I need it. I need it right now. Give it to me. So the, the parents that made it to this round were new age, disciplined, and strict. But for some unforeseen circumstances, the strict family could not attend the finale. So the next families that had uh, the most amount of points was the free range, which I'm actually shocked by that. It would have been between them and... I would have thought traditional. Yeah, traditional. Or... Yeah, I probably would have. Whatever. They said it was all super close anyways. But um, okay, so then so then it's new age discipline and free range. So um, the first test was about bullying. 
bullying. Bullying. So they say that it's one a hard word to say. Bullying. 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 So they say one out of five students report being bullied in school. Did you um, ever bully anybody? Me? No, I was bullied. You were bullied? Yeah. I remember bullying a kid when I was younger. I remember you saying this. The kid that ate his boogers. Yes. And the tops of erasers. Yep. And a lot of other weird stuff. He made it really difficult on you for not to like make fun of him for, I mean, wearing elementary to junior high and you're eating your boogers. I used to eat my boogers when I was like three maybe. Oh, yeah. But it was tough. Besides that, never really picked on anybody. It wasn't big on bullying. It wasn't like we like fucking beat him up and stuff. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, here comes Robert again eating his boogers. <laughs> wiping him on his paper and stuff. He used to get in trouble for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I was, I was bullied. Yeah. Um, Didn't make me feel very good. That's good. Yeah, my mom even had to talk to the school about a bully I had in cheer in right. a middle school. And they said because she was Latina, they couldn't do anything about it because her mom would claim racism. I don't know. I <coughs> wish somebody would try and pull up. I remember her name, too. When I saw her, she worked at the mall in Victoria's Secret years later. Actually, it was fairly, I say recently, like within the last five or six years. What age did she bully you at? Middle school? Middle school. Seventh and eighth grade? I mean, I definitely had some people that, like, fucked with me. But I don't think I ever had, like, a consistent bully where I was like, uh... She was just... Man, this kid. Mean to me. Yeah, I would get made fun of because my teeth were sideways. Uh, but... I always liked a good snaggle tooth. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as, like, anyone... Like, in high school... I didn't necessarily get bullied that much while Keith was still there because Keith would beat up anyone that I told him to beat up or if anyone said anything like or made a rumor about me, Keith would fight them immediately. So that was nice. <laughs> good brother. <laughs> good brother. Anyways, um, so this test was to see if the kids will stop. So they're not the ones being bullied. They're witnessing actor children one of them bullying the other actor child. And they're trying to see if the children from the parents on the show, if their kid would interfere with the bullying or if they would sit back and not do anything. Um, so this is, you know, they, they send them to a playground. There's no adults nearby, quote, unquote. The parents yeah. are actually in a car nearby watching on, on the camera, but the kids don't know that. So, um the first one was the new age family that they had three girls. No, the two girls, no, and, two the girls boy. and the boy. Yeah. And they all went to the park together. And then there was a, uh, some two other kids. These were the actors, one older kid, one younger kid. And they, the older kid took the younger kid's hat and was like kind of fucking with them. And the kid's like, Hey, give me my hat back. Give me my hat back. Running around. He was chasing him, trying to get his hat back. Yeah. So the youngest daughter was like, She's six. Yeah, she's six. She's like, you should give him his hat back. And they're like, uh, okay, I guess. They were running around for like a minute or so. The other yeah. two kids were sitting on the ground. The oldest daughter and the, the son were sitting on the ground mm -hmm. and just kind of like letting it happen. And the kid was like, yeah, give me my hat back, give me my hat back. And she's walking around and she's like, you know what? You should give him his hat back if he asks for it. Yeah. And... 
Yeah. Kids like, mm, okay. Whatever. Yeah. So, and then the older daughter was like, why did you say something? And the other, they were just playing. And the younger one goes, it didn't look like he was playing. He kept asking for his hat back. That's not playing, which is a good response to have. I wish the, the older daughter would have been more of like, yeah, this is a one-sided game. Obviously the other kid's not in on it, yeah. you know, but at least one of them did. Um, Ballsy things to do uh, at such a young age to yeah, like stand yeah. up against other people, especially that you don't know. Your friends, maybe a little different story. You have a little Rapport, leeway with them. Yeah. But uh, just some random kids. You know, that kid, that kid could slap you upside your face. Yeah, he was big, too. Yeah. He was big. Um, so, that, but that, the new age family was saying that they always kind of talk about, like, they, they're the ones that have the buddy system at school, the bench, where if the kid's alone, you can go sit on the bench. And they try to encourage their kids to go make friends with the people on the bench. So, at least they're pushing them to kind of, you know, talk to people who maybe are on the lesser side of the popular scale. And I think that's a good quality to, to have. Yeah, you def you want... I'm not saying you want everybody to like you, but you want to be somebody that everybody. You want to be likes. the. You want to be the Switzerland. You yeah. want to be the neutral. You're like, hey man, we're everybody's cool, man. Just be cool. Yeah, be cool. Just be cool. Be cool. No reason to get Sorry, crazy. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't be Germany. <laughs> and also, don't be the U.S. <laughs> Definitely don't be the U.S. The U.S. is the bully. Yeah. We are the bully. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one was discipline. This is the 13-year-old girl named Star. Um, so on this one, she had girls come up to her, ask her her name, be like, oh, let's take a picture together. And the one actor was pretending to sneeze in the middle of the photo. And the other girl was like, oh, I'm going to send this to my friend. And she's like, oh, but I'm sneezing. Don't send that one. Star immediately was like, just take another picture. Like, it's not a big Jesus deal. Jesus Christ. Like, knock your shit over. punch the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real serious itch on my arm I had to get to really quickly. <laughs> Um, yeah, she was kind of immediately like, hey, you know, like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, if this were you, you'd want a, another picture to be taken. So how about we just take another picture? She's like, what's the deal? Just take another picture. Yeah. But she, like, bit it in the butt, like, right away. It was like. She's also, what, 13? Yeah, 13. She's like, hey, man, I'm going to be real with you. Like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Just take another picture. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Because the girl was being a bitch. She definitely was. She was the actor. Great acting. Yeah, <laughs> she was a fucking bitch. Um, she's a little aggressive. Talking about a kid like that. Yeah, yeah. she's like, fine, I'll just delete it. Whatever, leave me alone. <laughs> like, damn, I don't want to be your friend. You act like yeah, that anyway. She's a lady. Um, so this also led to another debate about. Um, oh yes. Yes. So this. One of the other, one of the helicopter moms who's not in the front row there and she's in the, the judging row. She's like, what, what do you suggest in the situation of like, how do you know, how do your kids know when it's safe to intervene and in bullies and not one be the target themselves or be acted upon in a violent manner if the bully decides to get physical? Um, so a lot of the parents agreed, I think almost all of them agreed like 90% of them agreed that they would rather have their kids hit back if provoked first. So they say like, you don't want to be the one to hit first, but you don't want to, well, how did they word it? They're basically saying that you don't want you need to, be, to defend yourself. Yeah, you don't want to be the one that's hitting somebody, but in no way do you let somebody physically yeah, harm you. Yeah, but you don't let people hit you. So somebody's going to physically harm you, then you have the green light to do something about it. Yep. Um, so this kind of, the 
the psychologist on the show, the host, he was saying that that's not a good thing because that leads people or children to believe that it's okay to act in a violent manner, which he thinks is a main cause of the school shootings because people are bullied and then they come back to school to do something about it. Yeah, he was saying instead of doing something like, oh, this person is physically hurting me or something like that, instead of fighting them, I'm going to... Come, come back and, and kill them. Shoot a bunch of people. Yeah, even which, unrelated people. Yeah, that's never really made sense to me. I think there's much more deep-rooted issues with that. I would agree. Far outside of just bullying. But I remember my parents teaching me that same thing when I was a kid. Like, hey, you don't fight people. Like, that's not what we do. But if somebody hurts you, you defend yourself. And if that includes hurting them back, then you can hurt them back. Yeah. But, you know, don't ever come home saying that, you know, oh, I hit this kid or I got in a fight uh, because I started, I was talking shit to somebody, whatever it is. Um, Do kids even say, hey, mom, I was the one talking shit, so I got in a fight at school. Like, (laughs) Well, you may uh, find that out from, like, the teachers or the principal or something. Your parents might, but... Yeah, I don't believe at all that the kids that are shooting up schools are kids that were just like, hey, I had this one bully and he was picking on me and, you know, this happened. I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah, I think a lot of that is... Bad home situations. Mm -hmm. You don't have any friends. Like, you're very outcasted. You know, there's, I think, a lot of factors because a lot of people get bullied growing up and there's not a lot of people that end up shooting shooting up schools. Granted, they're... Are a lot of people that shoot up schools in the now, US, but, but for the number of people that actually get bullied, it's not even close. So yeah. there's other factors I think that that come into that. Um, so he said um, the best way students should handle situations like that is um, to stand up and say something. Don't be a bystander. To use forceful words to the bully, but not fighting words. And then if that doesn't work, then to go find an adult. Yeah, I definitely think stepping in when somebody else is being bullied. um, And that will definitely be something we have to teach our kids because they're probably going to be slightly larger than average children. Use that to do good. Use your superpowers for good, not for evil. (laughs) But also when you're popular in a sense, then you have like that ability to put your foot down. And people will be more apt to listen to you versus you're some other... Like, who the fuck are you? Shut up. Yeah. So, and also, teach your kids to fight. Like, put them in classes, self-defense classes, where they feel confident with if somebody tries to mess with them. Like, Yeah, like know, my nephew is in karate, jujitsu. He's in jujitsu, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. Just defusing the situation. Like, if somebody's fucking with me and I put them in a choke, I didn't hurt them. It's like, hey, you want to keep fucking with me? Yeah. You'll go to sleep. My brother did wrestling and granted, he might have been a bully for some of his life. Uh, but, I'm sure he was. But he would also defend me, and he was very quick, like and stuff, stuff like that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, one of the great ways to keep your kids from getting bullied is teaching them how to be confident with, you know. Yeah, how to be confident in themselves, yeah. and yeah, how to just do the right thing, but have the tools to do the right thing as long as they are using it for the right thing. Um, okay. So then the free range, it was, uh, the oldest daughter, she's six, she's 13, 16. 
I think she was around 13, 14. Yeah. Well, maybe she was 16. God, I don't know. I don't know. Um, She was fairly older. Um, They sent her by herself. She was more so like witnessing. She wasn't involved. It was the same actor girls with the discipline style. Um, But they came up, they took a picture. She's like, I don't like that picture. And the other girl's like, you're being dramatic. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so she like, after a minute, stepped down and was like, hey, so like, I don't kind of understand what the big deal is you know just think if this were you and you didn't like the picture you would probably want someone to retake it too so like why don't you just retake the picture like just very kind of calm yeah um but it it took her a second because i think i would do the same thing like see how it unfolds i'm not gonna take me a second like damn this chick is crazy look at her getting so mad about her friend (laughs) yeah but like they they're friends so obviously you would be like they should know random person just right away steps in your comment you're like uh fuck you hey we're having a conversation here like this is my friend this is how we are you like you gotta see if they'll figure it out this is a toxic relationship and you might want to get out of this as a friend your friend Friend. is a bitch yeah yeah Um, she did well so everybody did Everyone passed. Everybody passed. Yeah, everybody did well for their little group. Yeah. And was that the last one? And they no, the Disneyland. Oh, yeah. That wasn't really a... I mean, I guess... Yeah. I don't know. This one was... Uh, I don't I don't even understand the point of this test. It was just kind of to see how... you how, manage your children How you manage in your a, kids in fucking chaos? I don't yeah, know. Like, <laughs> they're going to Disneyland. How do you manage your children at Disneyland? Yeah. Um, so the new age... Um, she kind of led by because the youngest son was afraid of the roller coaster. So she kind of led just by saying like, Hey, you're safe. We're all safe. We're all going to do it together. Everyone's cool. Like it's okay. And then he ended up having a good time. And, um, so they kind of, they, they even said like if one, cause they have three kids, they said if one of them's kind of like iffy about something, they can generally convince them to do it. If the rest of the family is doing it, like they can kind of pull them along. And that's exactly what they did in this situation. Which is good because again, as a parent, you know, if this isn't going to kill you, then like try it. Yeah. And there's no, there was no flips. There was no like crazy things. It was a child's roller coaster. And the kid Um, was four. So it's not like he's. Yeah. yeah. Easy to be scared by stuff like that. Yeah. So it was a a good push and it was successful in the end because he was excited and wanted to go again. Mm -hmm. Um, The discipline one, uh, she said that she normally goes on crazy rides with her daughter, the 13 year old. Uh, but she had to tell her that she was pregnant and that's why she couldn't go on any of the crazy rides. Mm -hmm. And she was so excited. Yeah. The daughter was stoked. She's such a cool kid and i think everybody else in the show realized that they like were huge fans of just their dynamic mm-hmm. as a mother and a daughter yeah and just the friendship the respect the trust that was in their relationship yeah they have a good time yeah um so that one that one is really cool and the the cool thing about that was that they noted on there was that star wasn't upset that her mom couldn't go on any of the rides with her like she was like super excited for her and was like, cool, I'm still going to go on the rides. Like, and um, obviously the, the independence yeah. of her and just like, again, a very, she'd done a very good job of raising a grown up young person. Yeah, that was very capable. That's what, that's something that they said on the show. Um, they, the helicopter dad, he was like, she raised her so well that if something happened to the mom, the daughter would be okay. And it almost yeah. like, it makes me a little emotional, you know, like you want, you want to prepare them for the world 
and to be able to be self-sufficient and things like that. Like you don't want a kid that who can't survive without you. Like, yeah. For example, the high achievement, uh, mm -hmm. the high achievement kid, um, of the, the gay black yeah. dad, there were so many times where he was the one leading everything. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, if you weren't here, granted your kid's only eight years old, but if you weren't here, you didn't even really know how to cook anything. Like yeah. there was a bunch of things that he didn't know how to do. And again, Star was 13, the discipline year old uh, child. So she had more time, five you know, plus more years to get to that point. Yeah. But they were both single parents and just that style of, discipline but open and you know like you be your own individual person and i'm going to make sure you're confident in the decisions that you make i'm not making the decisions for you and i mm -hmm. think that's the big difference sir the respect all of that stuff was yeah um and then the last one the free range at disneyland um they had the the buddy system. Buddy system, yep. They had the little son that was too small to ride on the roller coaster mm -hmm. who he kind of got a little bit upset. And the mom was like, hey, you know, it's totally okay. We'll stay here with you. We'll go on a ride together. Yeah, they'll go ride it. And she kind of talked him off a little bit of a ledge of, you know, getting too upset. And he was fine after that. They did a whole bunch yeah. of other rides together um, as a family after that. And then one of the sons made a comment about how he was sad that his little brother couldn't go with him on that one ride. Um, so the, the psychiatrist said on that one that it was interesting to see, like he was interested to see how the kids were going to react because they have so few rules that he didn't know how, like some of the kid, like for example, who couldn't go on the ride, like it was him dealing with that because he's not used to being told that he can't do something. So it's like, are you really preparing the kids for your the real world of like, no, there's actual rules that you can't do anything about um, and there's going to be disappointments and things like that. So I think that was something maybe the psychiatrist was thinking that was a, a lacking part of their parenting style. Yep. Um, so at the end, they did a, a final vote and, you know, everybody puts in their vote again. And I think it was really close as well. Uh, but I think the style one that probably should deserve to won. win yeah. yeah and that was uh the discipline mm -hmm. the single mom the single mom um with the daughter star and i don't know if she had a slight advantage because her daughter was older and it just seemed like more of those things played out that were easier to be like oh this person has done a great job yeah because she already... you're seeing it further in the future yeah i would like to see the the new age children as they're older, older and some of the other ones, you know, as they're older. But for the most part, I mean, I align almost completely with the discipline style. It was very like. I think the discipline, the new age and the traditional. Well, this the strict dynamic was good, too. Besides yeah, the strict yeah. dynamic, besides the heavy religion, religion portion. But they were raising very good people, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's any one style that works the best. I think that's the whole idea is you're pulling things, and I think that's what a lot of those parents did throughout the show is they pulled things from other parenting styles yeah. that they saw that were being very successful, and we're going to try and implement them. Yeah, and so um, a kind of a comment that the psychiatrist has made in other aspects of like you can see 
um, the parenting styles that have more structure, so high achievement, um, strict discipline, traditional, like the more respect based, their kids tended to maybe pass the test a little bit more than the, I don't, I don't know. He, he said you can kind of see the dynamic of like who has the structure and the respect and then the other kids that maybe aren't necessarily there. But Yeah, and I think a big part of it is understanding that there is structure in the relationship of parent and child. Like there's things that, sure, you want to be loose with and you want your kid to have freedoms and all of these other things, but they also need to know their place as the child. They need yeah. to know their place as somebody that doesn't know a fraction of what you know. Yeah. They need to like be respectful and understand all of those things. And again, I think the discipline one hit that right on the head. They had such a good relationship between mother and daughter, very loving, very caring, very trusting. Yeah. Just overall very respectful. She and was just a super chill yeah. kid anyways though. Yeah. I very interested on how the age and the number of children play out and how they affect, you know, and the some. fact that it was a girl with a mom and, you know, she seemed very mature for her age and coming from the situation that she was in where her dad passed away from drug mm-hmm. abuse and her aunt is actually not her mom. Like, yeah, she probably has been taught things growing up that like, hey, Life is not easy. Like, things are going to be tough, and we're in this together, and it's you and me. Yeah. So, like, we got to take care of each other yeah, type of thing. definitely. But, yeah, again, who do you guys think should have won? What style do you most align with? be very interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, how are, how are you raised? How do you raise your kids? Yeah, um, what style were you raised in, and what style would you say that you raise your children yeah. with? We know, again, there's a blend of a lot of styles. but And uh, what you say you're going to do versus what actually happens, I know can change. Yeah. Um, I so. would definitely say I was raised with discipline. That was probably the most accurate to my upbringing. Um, what about you? I would say strict. Strict? I don't Yeah, because there was still a lot of love. It was just very rules, respect the people in authority. Um, you know, like, don't talk back, don't raise your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be, you know, like what she was saying, like, oh, I'm not going to let my 15-year-old go in the car with some, like, with her boyfriend and stuff like that, you know. Like, that was definitely how we were. So, um, yep. yeah, I'd probably say strict. I don't think there's any wrong ways, but... Uh we have found out through this process that, like you said, the more structure there is, that tends to be lead to more successful, you know. Uh, Be more confident in the decisions that they're making and knowing the, the right and wrong things to do and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that was a solid episode. 24. 24. It's been a... Uh, so great trip yeah. to Columbia. Had a great time as always with you. And looking forward to episode 25 next week. Woohoo, my last week of work. Last week of work, folks. <laughs> and we're hitting this dun, thing dun, dun. full gear. <laughs> so it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's always been real fun. 
Love you. Love you too, baby. Let's go eat some food because I'm fucking starving. Haven't eaten oh, yeah. really anything all day. I to say I made refried beans. Refried beans? Refried beans. Or did I? I don't know. Or did you? <laughs> I don't remember anything. All right, y'all. Peace. We up out of here. <laughs>